and I, I would add is it you know as a psychologist in the the clinical work I do I try to help people see that if they can make improvements in one area they develop the skills to do it in other areas it's the same mindset and have the confidence like I've done this what else can I do? Yeah. I can improve my parenting. I can improve things at work. I can improve relationships, whatever that is for someone. A lot of it's like that mindset. I'm going to work at this. It's a daily thing. It, it increases that confidence. Like I can do more yes. and I can shore up other areas as well. Hey there, my friend, it's Dr. Anthony Balduzzi, and I want to welcome you back to another episode here on the Fit Father Project podcast. In just a moment, you're going to hear a conversation between myself and one of our amazing Fit Father program members, Brian Isaacson. Brian is a 45-year-old father of four boys and his youngest boy he had when he was 41. And just last year, Brian made the commitment that he basically said to himself, I have all these young kids. I have a busy job as a psychologist. I have a wife that I need to be healthy for. I need to get myself in shape. I need to get my energy back. I need to get my eating in control. And I just want to feel like I'm living congruent with all the things that I want to be doing as a dad to be there for my family. So Brian is a true family man, and he's the guy who worked this program, lost 44 pounds up to this point. He can now backpack with less pain in his body, and he's just living a full life, and he's really set himself up for a ton of success in the back half of his life. So Brian's a fit father through and through. I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation, and I'm excited to share this with you. There's just a lot of insight from a real guy with a real heart who shares some real wisdom on what it takes to lose weight in your 40s and actually keep it off over the long haul. So without further ado, let's get into this podcast with Brian Isaacson. All right, Brian, welcome officially to the Fit Father podcast, my friend. I'm so happy to have you here. Thanks. I'm really happy to be here too. So to kick things off, I'd love for you to introduce yourself to everyone listening, your name, your age, where you're from, a little bit about your family, and of course, what you do for work as well. All right. Well, so I'm Brian. I am 45. And I live with my family in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Been married 18 years to a wonderful woman and have four boys, ages 16, 13, 11, and four. And I am a psychologist at a medical school here in New Mexico, doing some clinical work with refugees who've resettled here in the US and then grant writing and administration, all kinds of stuff. So a busy job. Very cool. All right. So when we start talking before we actually hit record, you're telling me that you joined this program in May of 2021. So we're recording this now in January of 2022. And I know you've been through a pretty profound transformation. So before we get into the backstory of it, what's the snapshot of basically what's happened in terms of pounds lost in this amount of time? Yeah. So in May 2021, I weighed around 228, 230, and, and now I'm down to about 183, 184, and held fairly steady over the holidays, which has been exciting for me to have that maintained. Right. Probably the first holiday in a long time that you navigated it with a little more grace, huh? <laughs> All right. Well, tell me, you chose to join the program in May of 2021. Why'd you join? How'd you find the program? And what were some of your motivations at that time? So... Going back, our youngest son was born when I was 41. And I think at that time, I knew that I needed to be a healthy dad in good shape to make sure that he had an energetic dad you know, through his teenage years. And so 
that was always in the back of my mind. I, I kind of put it off. And I've always been active. I've done other exercise routines. I lost weight in my 20s, lost weight in my 30s. And I, you know, with work, with kids, with soccer, with just having less time to do exercise and eat healthy, you know, eat on the run. And so April of 2021, we went to a wedding for a family member and we took photos and I looked at the photos and I realized, oh my gosh, I look like an old fat man next to my beautiful wife who's always in shape. And that's the photo I shared for the podcast. And that kind of was a little bit of a wake up call for me. Like I need to, I need to do something here. And then another wake up call was I love backpacking and I I had a backpacking trip planned for this last fall in Montana. And I knew like I needed to be in better shape, lose some weight for that and to be able to crush it and to enjoy it and not feel like I'm holding people back or that my knees are in pain the entire time with, you know, with old injuries. So a couple of things like that were really what I knew I needed to do it, but I was like, Hey, I need to do something. And then I actually heard you interviewed on the primal blueprint podcast. And, and, and as soon as I heard that, I'm like, this, this sounds what I need to do. And I, a, a couple of things really stuck out. One was um, that you're geared towards men over 40 I have old back injury, old knee, you know, IT band issues, and to really focus on what men at, at this age need, a slower metabolism, what foods are healthy, but also knowing that you're not saying like, hey, you got to go to the gym six days a week for two hours. And like, that's just not going to happen. And so I think that part of it, and then hearing about the accountability with the Facebook group, as well as the the little bit of the coaching we get with the emails. That was really important because I needed someone that I was reporting to that wasn't my wife, that wasn't a friend, that was neutral, just like, this is what I'm doing. I need to do better here and there. So that was the main things that drew me to the program when I heard about it. You know, I think it's really cool about what you just shared. And a couple things. I'll take back to your motivations. One, I think pictures can be very jarring. It's a very tangible thing that you can see that's like, whoa. I don't feel like that guy, but that's clearly what I look like right now. So there's a disconnect. And two, what I also love is that you had that passion for the outdoors and hiking. So that drew you forward into something positive. And three, what I think is also fascinating about what we shared is you knew what you needed. Like you kind of knew, like in the back of your mind, you clearly knew you needed accountability. You needed something that was sustainable. You needed something that was age appropriate. So knowing what we need is like a good part of it. But then you actually took the leap and you joined the program, which was fantastic. Now, when you're getting set up, what was the initial phase of your program like? Like, what was it like building momentum in the early stages on the mindset, the exercise, the nutrition, et cetera? Mm-hmm. I think one of the valuable things about the program is that I signed up the free meal plan and the free exercise plan. And so I've looked at other programs and they want you to pay a bunch of money up front and then you find out what the the magic is. And so for me, I got that free week long, whatever, you know, the meal plan and, and I tested it out and got the Ezekiel bread and I did the shakes and uh, some of the exercise and, and I lost four pounds before I signed up for the program. Right. And I was like, something's here. And so I signed up and then the first 30 days, having those daily emails from you and the team about this is what the program is. And, and looking back on it, I realized after going through other phases, it's really lay that foundation of this is what you need. Focus on the big things, focus on the diet focus on major body exercises. And then you can get into the specifics about supplements and about make sure you're sleeping well and those kinds of things. And so I think it was really helpful for me to have that foundation those first 30 days and learning. I just was eating it up, watching videos and testing things out. 
And then I think it was probably around Father's Day when the the Fit Father for Life special, and I immediately knew like I'm all in. This is this is what I need. And so I mean, the last month of Phase Three at this point. Nice. Yeah. So that'll be three, four, five. So you're basically like like at that point, six months of actual like of the program work in. Okay. What did you change specifically with your daily routine around nutrition? Like snapshot of you, maybe in January of 2021, what were you doing versus? you know, what you started doing with this Fit Father routine. What does a day in your life look like with your work, with your family, with your boys? Like, how do you manage nutrition? What works for you? Yeah, I think for me, I've never been just a couch potato and just eating junk. So I try to eat healthy, but it's easy to get in patterns where it's like, oh, I'm busy. I'll just grab whatever, eat cereal or granola or lunch, eat, you know, grab something that's semi-healthy. And so I didn't have a, a focused plan on what to eat and when and that kind of stuff. And so, and then in same thing with eating junk food, I, you know, I love diet soda. I love tortilla chips. And so I would just get in these patterns of, well, it's not that big of a deal. If I do it now, I'll, I'll just, the next day I won't, but it, you know, just that momentum of just, of not eating healthy and not paying attention, even though I had good intentions. And so I think with the diet, with doing the Fit Father program, I think I really liked it. Like, here's a couple easy meals that you don't have to think about. Just jump in and do it and just test it out and see how does that result speak for itself. And so I first started out with the like the egg scramble and and then I shifted to the shake and I, I had the same shake every day pretty much. And it's just a routine I have. I prepare it the night before. So I have it out. I have it ready. I have the ingredients. I don't even have to think about it. I just get up and I, I always exercise in the morning. That's the time that works for me. And so I have that ready. And then what works for our families, we plan out our meals for the week. So we don't have to scramble for unhealthy meals. So I handle my own lunches, my own breakfast, but then dinners we plan together and I make sure that I have healthy choices there. And so it's really helped for me being busy that like, I know for lunch, I'm either going to have a salad with protein or the Ezekiel bread, turkey, yeah. avocado sandwich, that kind of thing. It's, I mean, I rarely deviate from that and, and it's fine. You know, I, I don't, I don't miss those kinds of things, other meals I used to have. So fantastic answer. Now, because of your background, I think it's, I'm uniquely privileged to be able to speak to you about this as a psychologist. I want to talk about some of my intentions in this program design and hear about your experience with it. I think like psychologically, when it comes to health and fitness routines, we want to balance consistency and variety. We need both, right? When it's too consistent without any variety, it's just not joyful, but it's too much variety. You don't have any structure to hang on. So it seems like you found this balance between able to have consistent regimented first two meals of the day that you are personally autonomous for. You're creating your shake, you're getting your salad and your protein, but yet you still integrate the family on, on this side of things. Can you speak to some of these psychological factors maybe that you feel like underpin the meal plan? One thing that I think is important psychologically is to, and it goes with the meals, but also with the exercise and goals. It's like one thing that's nice about the program is it's not saying you can't have these foods, but what are you trying to accomplish here? Mm-hmm. What are your goals? Do you have something you're working towards? Because you can have a dessert here and there. You can have that free meal. But if you can get out of that routine, if you're not focused on something. And so I think it's really helpful that that you've recognized like you do need that free meal to just feel like you're not always... Yeah, it's a pressure release valve. It, it totally yeah. is, yeah. And so knowing that on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I'm going to have that free meal and I'm going to have 
delicious food that I wouldn't normally eat. And then the next day, the next meal, it's just right back to the routine. That's really important to have that. And then to just kind of have your eye on the prize to see this. I'm in this for the long haul. I'm not trying to just fix something really fast and then I'm going to be fine. Like I, I recognize that the different phases prepare you to be in charge of this yourself. Yes. And so each step of the way, there's less accountability, there's more freedom. And that's training the people like you need to be making these decisions yourself and knowing how to do it and not relying on someone just to tell you what to do. Totally. I'm really glad you brought that up because I almost feel like the culture we generally have in the West is the idea that we've almost exported the autonomy of our health. Like, I think there's a generation of people that believe that the doctor is there to keep you healthy. Whereas like, I believe we can really be our own, like we need help honestly to get on track, but we can be the own chief executive officer of our bodies if we get the skill set. So I love that you've built that progressively. Another thing I was thinking as we were speaking is the importance of like this daily anchor in the morning. Like you have your shake, no matter what happened yesterday, you have like a fresh new anchor that you can like, boom, I have this, this gives me nutrients I need. It feels good. I don't need to think about it. And it sets me up for positive momentum that day because if we can build positive momentum more consistently, it starts to give us like wind behind our sails. Like, what do you feel about those kinds of things? Yeah, I was thinking about that, especially with the holidays. I traveled out of state and I tried to be healthy, but I wasn't dogmatic. Like I had probably more free meals than I would have normally, but I, and I, and I, and I had vacations during different phases. And, and I think that morning shake almost always, I brought the ingredients with me on these different trips. So that that morning was like, okay, hey, this is a reminder. Like I'm starting over yes. today. What, what's my day going to look like? And there may be going to a party here or a special Christmas Eve meal here, but what meals I'm in charge of, I'm going to eat healthy. I'm not going to beat myself up over things that I do here, but then I know that, okay, tomorrow's the next day. What am I going to do for exercise? What am I going to do for eating? And I kind of see it as a, maybe a, a week long thing instead of just like yeah. a day-to-day decision. Yeah, totally. And also just think about this, like, man, this, this idea feels really profound to me as we're talking about it. Like imagine if you could control one out of your three meals per day and make that healthy, like over the course of a year, one third of your meals are like good nutritious things. And it happens to be something you have earlier in the day, man, that's like 33% of the game. Like you just got on lock and then the rest of it's like the art of navigating the seasons and the traveling and what's available in these different days. And cool. I love it. All right. So I want to talk about, you mentioned a little bit that your mentality in this was different because you were approaching this like, this is a container of, this is the rest of my life. This is not just a weight loss kick. This is me fundamentally changing my relationship to my behaviors in my body and creating health for the long haul. I want to talk to you about your mission statement. I want to talk to you about the process of maybe like activating some of this deep emotion inside yourself and, and aligning that with a plan and, and the mission statement aspect of this. Like you, you mentioned your sons, but what motivated you at that stage? How did the motivation build and change over the different progressions of the phases and the weight loss and, and maybe what even motivates you today? I kind of want to talk about the inner game right now. Sure. So yeah, like I mentioned, having my son, you know, being 41 when my youngest son was born was a big thing. And, and then wanting to just, um, you know, I've, I've seen people in their, you know, 50s, 60s, 70s, variety of activity level and, and uh, aches and pains. And I wanted to be on the healthy side of that. And knowing that the decisions I make now, while I'm healthy, 
are going to be much more important and have a bigger impact than if I try to be healthy after I have type two diabetes or after I have a knee replacement or whatever, like, like some people do, you know? And so I think knowing that, um, that I'm setting myself up for success and wanting that my, to offer my children the full experience of a good dad and a healthy dad that can be engaged and play football and basketball well into my fifties and sixties or whatever, and enjoy that time. And, and, and then I love backpacking. And I mentioned, I have some back pain from, I used to be a, in college, a tour bus driver up in Alaska. And I, what I, I pulled the luggage off the bus and didn't even care about my back. And so I'm still paying for that. Now I have it band issues. So if I can maximize my health and, and those things will, they're they're going to be around, but if I'm paying attention to them, I get good diet, good exercise and supplements, then I'm going to keep the inflammation down and, and monitor those kinds of things so that I'm not like way overweight. And then that just adds to that pressure of, of especially with back pain that, you know, the heavier you are, the more susceptible you're to back pain. So, yeah. I mean, okay, let, let's talk about that a little bit, the back pain aspect, because I think there's a lot of guys with back pain. I mean, for many different reasons, old decisions. In fact, they just, our discs get dehydrated as we age. What's it been like exercising for you and reintroducing these kinds of things into your life with back pain? And how has your body kind of felt through this process? It's throughout the years, I've had times where I've exercised and kind of I would say thrown out my back, but not in like a serious way where I needed treatment, but more like I can't really do anything for three or four or five days or whatever. And I haven't had that. And I think part of it is the way the exercises are set up. It's like, you're not going to pound the same thing over and over again. So you're going to have days where you're doing more of the hit, the high interval training where I do it on a spin bike. And so I'm not out there sprinting because that's hard on the knees and the back, you know, on a track or something but then the certain days you're going to focus on different body parts. And so that's been really helpful. And I also think the hydration that that was another thing that I started from day one, is like drinking way more water than I ever used to do. And I think that's often forgotten about of how important that is for your joints and back. And so just the other day I started phase three, month three, which is the peak 11. Oh yeah. That's a workout, man. That kicked my butt and I felt it in my back. And I actually took yesterday off instead of doing the the spin bike, I just did some walking. And then this morning I did the, what's the next, the sniper. And I still felt fine, right? I was able to jump back in. I listened to my body and paid attention to what was going on. And if I was feeling like my back was heading there in the wrong direction, I wouldn't have done the sniper this morning. And just the health of my body is more important right now than the gains I'm going to get from trying to push it too hard. And so yes. things are really built up for that and maintaining the like I said, with the hydration and things like that, it's been really important. Yeah, really strong lesson there. I mean, it's good to have the plan that gives you the structure to get going, but you got to listen to your body. And I think now that you've gone through so many workouts for so many months, you're probably very in tune with your body. Like if you ever need an extra day of rest, what things feel good on it and adapting the kind of exercise to the stuff you like. Sounds like you really enjoy the spin bike. And I think it's amazing that you have that. That's something you could be doing for the next 20, 30 years, right? I mean, really, really fantastic. Okay. How's your strength improved over this process? I imagine the first Apex 10 and now you're doing a peak 11. I mean, for the, some people that'll, that'll, they'll be smiling and they'll know what that means. Other people won't. I mean, Apex 10 is our introductory workout, still a butt kicker. Peak 11 is like the evil, bigger brother version of that one, you could say, but like, talk to me about how your strength is progressed in this process. 
Yeah. So I, I mentioned that I've had periods of weight loss and strength in my twenties. I lost it easily just going to the gym in my thirties. I did some routines and I lost weight. And so I think I had a decent core strength. I could do pull-ups even when I was weighing 230 pounds. Dang, that's good. But by losing 40 plus pounds, pull-ups aren't really part of the Fit Father program, but I test myself out and just, I'll go and just do pull-ups just to see the strength. And I, I can rip off 12 plus pull-ups just easily now, you know? And so losing the weight and adding the muscle makes a big difference for that strength. And then so starting off with Apex 10, I, I know some people who are in different phases of more weight or less activity have a hard time getting through the whole thing. I, I was able to get through the whole thing. It was a butt kicker, but I was amazed. And I've commented this on the Facebook group. You're amazed like how quickly you can add more weight or get further along in it, even after a couple of times. Yeah. And that's very rewarding when you're starting a new program to see like, I'm actually changing my body composition here. Yeah. And so... Yeah, definitely. Progressing quickly, right? And like the cardiovascular improvements too, because I think that's the thing with this kind of Fit Father workouts. You know, there's certainly strength training, but it's just as much cardio as it is strength training. So it's like your heart is definitely a lot healthier now to be able to just have that exercise capacity. It's amazing. Yeah. And I actually noticed that when I went on that backpacking trip that I I was with, we had an age range of like from late 20s to 50s of guys. I did much better than I would have before. We had this long, miles long incline and I just burned up it, you know, and I wasn't gasping for air at high elevation and my knees felt fine. It's usually on the downhill when my knees start hurting. So I felt that all the way down, but on the way up, I was just, I had no problem just ripping up the, the mountainside, which was very rewarding for me, knowing that before I would have been the one at the very end, like... People are wondering if I'm going to be okay and <laughs> things like that. So Right. Yeah. And now you have this ability, like health gives you ability to do the things that you love with your body. We're kindred spirits. I, I share it. Like some of my favorite times are time outside in nature, walking, hiking, like it, it really fills my spirit up in a big way. So I can see you doing that right now. And I'm so happy for you. And I hope you get to do some great backpacking trips this year too. Okay. So I want to talk a little bit about maybe some of the actual journey along the way, some non-scale victories and perhaps some challenges too, like any road bumps and stuff you had to overcome, maybe some of the mental stuff, if mental gymnastics or self-talking, you know, all the stuff that goes along with a process of transformation. It's not always easy and it's, you know, it, it shouldn't be, there's change to be made and that requires, you know, these kinds of things. Let's talk about some of those aspects. Yeah. I think that's really important. One thing that I really like about the program is I've tried to explain it to people. It's it's not complicated. It's actually pretty simple. I made the choice when I joined, I'm going to jump in and test it out and not think that's not important or that's not important. So for me, the mentality of jumping in and testing things out and really figuring out, is this going to work was important, but not feeling like I, I wasn't going to beat myself up if I wasn't a hundred percent because I was learning. Right. And so I jumped in with the the meals and the exercise, and then I I added supplements along the way, which were helpful. I went out and bought the Himalayan sea salt and added that to my water. So just these little recommendations you have focused on sleep. So building up to where I was trying to focus holistically on my health and not, but again, not feeling like, oh, I screwed up. This is a horrible day because I did this or I didn't do that. You know, mentally, that was really important for me that this isn't a quick fix. So incrementally add things, but jump in and feel like I'm going to figure out if this really works was important. And then along the way, I 
I saw results fairly quickly. I had weeks where there wasn't as much weight loss and I didn't get too frustrated with that because I knew I was building strength and I'd heard people in the Facebook group and heard you and others talk that this comes in waves, right? So you're going to have weeks where you may gain a little or stay steady and then for whatever reason it drops. So for me, it was really phase two where I, where things just started really dropping and that partly is introducing the intermittent fasting. And then another thing that was important mentally was I've had sleep problems over the years, like sleep apnea. During this time in the summer I had, or the, maybe the fall, I can't remember when, I had surgery to fix my deviated septum. And so I had to take time off and, and I couldn't exercise at all, you know? And so, but I decided I'm going to stick with the meal plan. I'm going to walk. I'm going to stay active. I'm not going to take a break from this. And then I, I did as much as I could, you know, and added a mild exercising in there. So spin bike and walking. And then as I could added, got back into the, the heavier routines, but knowing that it's not black or white. It's not all or nothing. I'm in this process and there's ups and downs and peaks and valleys and was really important. And then the non-scale victories were really a, an important concept that I weigh myself almost every day is information like you talk about yes. to know like what, like if I have a big Thai food meal that has a lot of sodium, I'm going to see some water retention. But if I consistently eat healthy, then I'm going to see certain patterns. But the non-scale victories are important because you're seeing like what's happening to your lifestyle. So it's not just about weight loss. And my, my, one of my favorite non-scale victories is my four-year-old used to tell me I had a jelly belly and he kind of rubbed my belly and shake it. And over the time he, he commented like my belly's getting smaller. There's not as much jelly there, you know? And so that was a fun one to have a four-year-old notice those kinds of things and, and comment on that. And then, you know, obviously the belt tightening is a major rewarding one where one of the belts I had, I was on the last notch and now I moved up this many kind of thing, you know, having the energy just to come home at the end of the day and feel like I can jump in with the kids. Cause with four active boys, I don't get to come home and read the paper and chill out and wait for dinner. It's like, as soon as I'm home, the kids want to play or I have to do this or do that. And it, sometimes it goes clear until bedtime. And so having the energy to do that and then. I've also noticed at work having more concentration, more ability to focus, and also less of a desire to procrastinate. Because there are certain things in anyone's job, like, I don't want to finish that report or type this up, but it's like, hey, I need to just get things done. And I think one thing that was useful is really thinking about using time efficiently. And that's one of the things that I've learned. That doesn't mean I want to like burn the candle at both ends and get a million things done. It's like, I want to do things efficiently. So I have time to exercise. I have time to prepare my meals, time for the kids, time with my wife, you know, enjoying the good parts of life and not putting off things that I need to get done because I should have done it at a, at a different time. So having that, that mental energy and focus has been a, an important on-scale victory as well. This was a powerful answer. I want to highlight a couple of things I heard back. And, and the first thing is I think what you were describing in the beginning was like a, a beginner's mindset or a student's mindset your willingness to be immersive, to really dive all in, to follow it, but to still be gentle with yourself. And then in the middle, you described understanding that this is the art of the path. Like you're going this path. There's no perfect. There's no black or white. It's just about consistency and, and riding this ebbs and the flows. And I think the last thing you shared is just, I don't know, very powerful in that it seems to me that when our health in this physical domain is out of organization or we don't feel aligned with how we're treating our bodies, like that tends to lead over into 
the kind of structure that we approach our work. And it also works in the other way. When you clean up this body as a natural byproduct, one, there's more energy, which is great and more positivity and the neurotransmitters are happier and your just body's working better. But it seems that you naturally just get more efficient and you want to be more efficient because you want to get your workout in and you want to spend time with your kids. It's, it's amazing how life and our being is so integrated and that the physical body is a domain that if we work it, it seems to lead to improvements in all these different areas. It, it never ceases to amaze me. I love it. I'm glad you've experienced that. Yeah. And I, I would add, as a, you know, as a psychologist in the, the clinical work I do, I try to help people see that if they can make improvements in one area, they develop the skills to do it in other areas. It's the same mindset and have the confidence, like, I've done this. What else can I do? Yeah. I can improve my parenting. I can improve things at work. I can improve relationships, whatever that is for someone. It's a lot of it's like that mindset. I'm going to work at this. It's a daily thing. It, it increases that confidence. I, I can do more yes. and I can shore up other areas as well. Very well said. It's like personal power. We're exerting personal power in one domain and we kind of get that reservoir and that skill set to do it in others. There's cross-domain momentum. When we have good at loving relationships and good health, it makes it a lot easier for us to show up to work and like make the money or do whatever. You know, it's really powerful. All right. So to wrap this up, I'd love for you to share a couple things. One, I'd love for you to define what being a fit father means to you. Like, what does it mean to be a fit father? To you, Brian? Well, I think I like that question. I think the important thing is, and the reason why I resonated with the program is this is focused on family. It's like, what's your role here? The end goal isn't just to be in great shape, right? It's, it helps you think about what, what else is important in your life. And, and for me, one of the most important role is being a, a good dad and trying to be a good dad. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm a work in progress, like all of us are. I'm not perfect by any means, but but being a fit father means that I have the energy to be present, to be to do the things that my kids want to do or my wife wants to do. If I can go out and play basketball. I can go on a bike ride. I can do whatever. But I also have the energy to handle the stressors that come with being a busy dad with work, with family, because things come at us fast and hard and we have to be ready to handle things. We can't wait to be in the right mindset to handle a crisis or something that's really difficult. And another important part that I've heard you talk about is the example that I can set for my boys on being healthy and eating healthy and thinking about what they're eating. And my, I've noticed with my 16-year-old, he's started paying attention and he'll eat Ezekiel bread instead of white bread or whatever. Or he'll, when he's watching a movie, he'll pick up dumbbells and start doing curls or whatever. And, you know, trying to be more active and those kinds of things. So, I try to lead by example in that if I tell them I need you to come do this with me, they're going to probably push back and say, I don't want to do that. But if I, if I'm there exercising, I'm going on a hike, Hey, can I come? Do you want, you know, let's go do this or that. And just showing them that, that you have to make decisions about how, you know, to be fit, to be healthy, to be present. And hopefully having them see that is an important part. And then also part of being a father's, you know, being a good husband and trying to have a team approach with my wife. And like I said, you know, she can point out many of my flaws, but that's an important part as well Is like, we're in this together. What are we doing for our family and not expecting her to take certain things or me to do certain things like let's work together on this and to have a, a good, healthy lifestyle for our family. I want to, I know we're wrap, we're wrapping this, but I think you brought up something that I definitely want to ask you. I mean, you've mentioned that you have a fit and healthy wife and she's been fit and healthy. What's it been like in your guys' relationship just for you to improve your health? 
What's it been like for her? What's it been like for you? Uh, it's an important thing. And it's really cool that you guys are both fit and healthy and you have your own unique routine. So can we talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So one thing that strategically, and I don't even know if I've mentioned this to her, when I signed up there, I don't know if they, it's still the thing, but when you sign up for Fit Father, you it, there's like a discount if you sign up with your spouse. And so for me, it was important for her to know what I was trying to accomplish because she is healthy. She often is a vegetarian and that's fine. That's different than how I'm doing things. So I wanted her to understand the approach. And so she did the fit mother for 30 days. She chose not to continue on. That's fine, right? But she knew what I was trying to accomplish here with my health. And so she'll make the shakes and she'll use Ezekiel bread for sandwiches. And so having her on the same page of understanding what I'm trying to accomplish instead of like doubting it or saying, well, why are you doing that? Like she understands that, which is important. And then also I think carrying my weight as a father has been important, like not leaving things to her to do or to wait to make decisions about, but being as fully present as I can and know how to be engaged with the kids. And she works part-time, so she's busy. And so having that relationship where we're working together on talking about our kids and their overall health, their mental health, their emotional health, their physical health, and having a shared responsibility for that, it's been really important. So Nice. Well, this has been a truly beautiful conversation. I, I appreciate you coming on here and sharing your heart and your wisdom. And I want to know in closing, what's in store for you this year, Brian? Like what's in store for you with your goals, with your health? What would you like to see accomplished by, you know, the end of 2022? So, yeah, no, I, I think that's something I've thought about. And I think I want to continue to, you know, refine my eating and paying attention to the aches and pains and just doing little, little hacks or tricks to keep making sure that I'm focused. And so like with FFP, having the beginning of the new year challenge, that kind of thing is important. Having goals, and it can be a weight goal for me, or I'm going to go backpacking again, having something in sight that I know I need to work towards. So it's, so it's not just a daily thing, but I'm thinking about several months down the road, what I want to accomplish. And then, and just, you know, continuing to refine some of these things, like the, the routines that I do are important. And one thing that's worked for me is I, I help get my kid, my boys ready for school the night before. So they have their backpacks ready. They have meals planned so that when I wake up before they wake up and I'm exercising, a lot of that's already done. And so kind of figuring out that kind of stuff so I can be a good dad, but also do the things that I need to do to, to keep my health going. And then just continuing to work on being a good and present dad. And that's important to me. And it's you know been challenging the past year and a half during the the COVID pandemic, yeah, it's just a stressful time for everyone. And I think a lot of us who are parents see that in our kids, that it's it's a struggle to have that, just the heightened anxiety of, am I going to get sick? Or is this person safe to be around? Or what's school like? Or what, you know, those kinds of things. So being at my A game as much as possible to help my family in those areas, I think is important. Nice. You're walking the walk, my friend. That is for sure. Well, thank you. Yeah. And thanks for coming on today and sharing your heart. I wish you a very happy and successful 2022. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for being a fit father and for just kicking butt with this thing. And I can't wait to see a progress check from you later this year and, and, and all the great things. Send oh, us a picture you. of your backpacking next time. I'd love to, love to see that. All right. Yeah. 
And I, I want to say thanks to you and the team. It's been so important to have the support of, of Kat and Craig and Ben and, and the videos from you and the podcast, the, the materials, there's something there for everyone. And so, and then of course the fit father Facebook group is amazing. It's completely positive, completely supportive. And that's not common on social media these days. And so tapping into that's been really helpful. And so I appreciate all the things that you guys have thought about to help men like me to be successful. I appreciate it. Yeah. You're welcome. And what's amazing is what this community is, is guys like you with hearts like you, like we're all nodes in this network of that we call like the brotherhood that's creating this, right? It's certainly like some meal plans and workouts and program material, but it's like all of that, what we're creating together. It's a privilege to create this with you. Thank you for being a part of our community. Just heart feels very full right now. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Fit Father Project Podcast. If you love what you heard, please rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts. It really helps spread this show to more men who need this valuable info. To watch full video episodes of this podcast and other motivational videos to inspire your training and more, visit our Fit Father Project YouTube channel. It's free and everything's made for busy guys over 40 like you. Visit youtube.com forward slash fitfatherproject to get access to our entire video library. And finally, if you or someone in your life is interested in becoming a fit father or needs help losing weight, building muscle, and living healthier after age 40, then visit fitfatherproject.com where you can see our proven programs, supplement line for guys 40 plus, and free meal plan and workouts to get you started. This is Dr. Anthony Balduzzi signing off. I'll see you in the next episode. 